0: hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter. But You also have the need to protect those things. In a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked, learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show. Out boom yo what's up you guys byron rogers here for another episode of the protector podcast uh the gentleman i'm interviewing today in my opinion is somewhat of an anomaly he's like he's, he's he's uh you know he's got a very specific set of skills unlike anything i've ever seen before so with no further ado it's an honor to introduce jason johnson how you doing brother
1: i'm doing well how about yourself
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. It's an honor to be able to to kick it with you. Finally catch up. It took us a minute.
1: Yeah, you know? I know. It's, uh, it's it's an honor here as well, man. I, I always enjoy watching your podcast and enjoy the content on your page and the knowledge that you bring to the to the people. So,
0: heck yeah, that's always good to hear, man. No, that that means a lot, really. It, it, it honestly keeps me going too. Um, you know, there's just so much out there. You know, these days, so it's like trying to figure out what's really gonna help people. Trying to figure out what's really what's real and what's not trying to figure out who's real and who's not and, you know getting good content out to people um i never thought it would be a passion of mine but it's turned out to be pretty awesome man so heck yeah that's good to hear so no thank you um so i can't wait to get into this because this is i've been watching you run around and throw knives through freaking body armor and stuff for some years man so heck yeah
1: yeah, it's been a wild wow. ride, man. Uh, some of the things that we can throw into is just, its it still surprises me, you know?
0: Yeah. heck, it, It's, uh, I mean, it's something that I thought I'd only really see in movies, you know? Uh, not something that I um, thought that a normal person could do. Sure. Um, and so that's been the gap for me personally. Um, and then when you were like, if you can throw a baseball, you can throw a knife. I'm like, nah. <laughs>
1: like off a bat you know like i played baseball a lot growing up got hit with a line drive straight to the face yeah oh oh. you know still caught the ball
0: yeah yeah good (laughs) that's what's up Heck yeah. um so the my opening question man is always the same i love it who are you at your core
1: i guess you could say a warrior and a patriot and i guess now a father Hmm.
0: yes that's good, man. Those are good things. I uh that's definitely apparent when we look at your content. So that so that's what's up, man. A warrior, a patriot, and a father. Um I just recently watched that movie, uh Patriot.
1: Oh so yeah. it reminds
0: me of that, man. That's a good one.
1: Yeah, imagine me being a knife thrower and you know what I do watching all those movies Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true, because he was chucking a tomahawk around at people during that movie, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean, totally, that's the intended purpose for a tomahawk in warfare. It's a throw-and-go or a stow-and-go weapon. It's just, yeah, it, there's no real you, – you've got to know what you're dealing with with a tomahawk if you think there's a fighting system for a tomahawk. Because one thing, if I put that in somebody, you got to put your foot on them to get it out. It don't just come back out, especially a tomahawk with a beard. You know what I mean? So, huh. and and like case in point, like a, this is a primal habitat utility cutting tool. See how that doesn't have a beard? It's like... Uh, The
0: beard is the hangover part.
1: Right, right. That's what makes it so hard to get out of stuff, right? So when I plunge this tomahawk into something, I can just whoop pull it right back out. It doesn't make my fingers get wider or anything. But it also has a false edge on the bottom here to help assist in pulling it out. Like a fireman's axe when I'm cutting through buildings because I'm a carpenter by trade, you know? So, yeah, all that knowledge is kind of... Yeah, goes into warfare as well.
0: Mm, this is good, man. I'm already digging this. I,
1: I, I, never do that about Tomox, <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm, sometime if you ever get a chance to, you know, like I'm a hunter, man, we grew up hunting and you know, I haven't done so much in recent years, so I need to go again. But, uh, you know, just actually, actually butcher an animal, actually see what it takes to cut ligaments, tendons, to separate meat. you got to get your hands in that stuff to actually know, you know, what it takes to cut something. And in some cases it can be really easy to cut something, but it can be hard to cut something just depending on what you're doing. I mean, there's all these things, you know, um, that go involved into uh, blade work, I guess you could say. You know, I-, I would contest that stabbing in a fight is almost ineffective, depending. Now you have to hit a, just like a bullet, right? There's a difference between a bullet that disables and a bullet that injures. Now the disabling bullet is usually somewhere in the pineapple, right? in that, in that bowling pin shape right on your head so if you have a mm-hmm. sh disables, it's going to be getting shot in the shoulder or the leg or whatever. You got an adrenaline dump going on, you know, all these things. So the actual disabling has to happen. Any stab that happens, you've seen guys get stabbed 20, 30 times in a fight and still be standing, fighting, and going. Well, yeah, yeah. That, That's irrelevant to the fight. You know what I mean? You have to actually shut them off to disable somebody. And that's, you know, I, I know I show a lot of knife throwing and stuff, but my role when it comes to what I teach for you know Leos and military dudes and stuff like that is close quarters disassembly. I mean, I use blades like the Baby Tooth and this is a blade that I that I have. This is a, called the Baby Tooth and it's a nine and a half inch blade overall, four and a quarter inch or four and a half inch blade depending on how I grind it. But yeah. this is a half a pound almost, you know what I mean? This is a formidable blade. It's a fixed blade knife. You know it, it's in your hand when you feel it. So when your adrenaline's pumping and you're doing a thing, you have a positive engagement into this blade. You feel it in your hand. It's not a light, twitchy little pocket knife tool. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Same If I throw this in under a second out of my pocket, it blasts you with a pretty good force. You know what I mean? Think of throwing a can of Campbell's at somebody as hard as you can and 10 feet or less. It'll probably send them into the hospital. You know? Yeah. You know, that's what we want is a honey badger. You know, this is just me fighting to my next weapon or fighting to get away. To hit uh-huh. you first, you hit me. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. You know, you know
0: what I mean? Wow. Yeah, man. Now that's good. That was like a quick little hip pocket class right there, man. I, uh...
1: But yeah, there's definitely a difference between a stab and a cut. Like, I'm never going to stab. If I stab in, I'm cutting out, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to disable. I'm going to cut mm-hmm. you across the neck. I'm going to cut you across the front of your neck, the flexor tendons, above the knee, right? Anywhere that I can get effectively to cut and tear you apart. So you stop moving. That's what I want mm-hmm. to do. shut you off. I don't, because it's not going to hurt you immediately. No matter what I cut you, unless I take your head, you're not gonna be like, Oh, I'm I'm done.
0: You've got oh no,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, guts might fall out, whatever else, but if your guts fall out, can you still do this? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Everything Yeah, man.
0: Nah, that's good stuff. The um I mean, we've we've seen it, man. The guy gets back in the home; he's shot, doesn't know it. You know, get in the car; you're shot, you don't know it. Yeah. Got stabbed a bunch of times. You felt like the dude was just punching you really hard. Yeah. And your freaking shirts, that's all the wet.
1: Thing like thrown knife is that? Look, I can stab you, and it can be almost effective. <clears> it's just a heat and heat and pressure is what you're gonna feel. And right. uh, but the thing is, is a thrown blade. Well, I'm throwing a half pound blade, eighty miles an hour or close to it, or a 1.6 pound blade, 80 miles an hour. And, and that's like, well, look at it this way. A bullet's a, a very lightweight, but it's traveling very fast. So it, the, the damage from the bullet doesn't come from it boring a little hole through you, unless it actually penetrates the organs or a heart or you know, something. It's from the displacement of matter, the spread rate, when that thing goes into the hyper velocity, that's what causes that shock, you know what I mean? Yeah. But at the same time, it's such a light round, like I tell guys, and you know, if I think yeah. the first five rounds you fire in an engagement are gonna be a bad fucking dream. You'd be like, oh yeah, I, yep, yep. Cause when your adrenaline's dumping, things are moving in slow motion, I hit that guy five times. As I'm firing, he doesn't change his course till he registers he's been hit or is disabled. You know what, what I mean? Or is disabled, well, yeah. Why is my gun not working? Who put blanks right. in my gun? You know what I mean? Very common thing to feel when you have to shoot somebody. And so I would contest, look, yeah, I I can pull my firearm and shoot, but if I hit you with this blade, now obviously I care, but if I hit you with this blade, it's gonna put you on your ass because it's energy equals mass times velocity. So I'm taking a one pound blade going 80 miles an hour, and it's way heavier than a bullet. So that's what what stops. It's like throwing a brick.
0: Yeah. Well, and you're gonna be like you're gonna be like oh like 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 i got hit with a. there's a knife sticking out of my chest or my it,
1: it, leg it, it, even right. it disrupts your energy it disrupts your exactly loneliness. actually it's a felt impact like it's like if i stabbed you with it and then hit the back with the 40 pound sledge that's yeah fun. that that's the transfer of force the blade doesn't stop the handle stops the mm-hmm. blade right through if, if i don't have a handle scale on that blade it wouldn't stop it just go right through you unless i hit like a shoulder blade uh, a bone that actually stops some of that energy because the flesh will just come you So it's crazy. Yeah, it,
0: no, that's that's good because yeah, it, it stops your energy. You're you you kind of have to deal with the fact that you just got hit with it, and then there's a visual register possibly. Yeah, I mean, as soon as uh, I set sound now, to it.
1: You know what I'm saying? So as soon as blade comes out, and I, you know, or gun comes out right after that, or I throw and go, take ten or yeah. fifteen seconds running, then stop and plant, <clears> to make sure I don't need to assess the threat. Because you know, yeah. but am I always going to do that? No. It's it's circumstance, situation, situation. Right. It's it's depending on what happens in that engagement. It's just another tool in the toolbox. Now, do I always have a, a pistol on me? No. But I can throw a knife effectively within 50 feet and guarantee pretty much hit what the hell I want to hit. So that's
0: proven. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Jason can throw these stinking knives man he is impressive you guys got to check him out on his social right. media platforms how so. do
1: it. that's the thing i've done all this legwork for 30 years i could teach yeah. you how to count, you know
0: that that part that part we got to link up because that part is amazing to me that's the ma- real magic you know you being able to duplicate yourself and then yeah. what you were
1: saying go ahead uh when i was teaching with max Mullen, he's an army ranger hall of famer he's a good buddy of my brother from another mother uh Army Ranger yeah. Hall of Fame, uh, World Martial Arts, whatever, the international close quarters combat guy. I mean, he's, he's a legend. And, uh, really? I taught him how to throw blades, and, you know, he's this big guy. He won't even fit in one picture. And he's throwing <laughs> like, hitting the board, falling off. And I'm like, man, how come I can throw a knife through a two-by-six and yours is hitting and just bouncing off? And he's like, I don't know. And I was like, all right. Because he, what he was doing was he's throwing real hard this big old tree trunk, but stopping it. And slowing uh-huh. down, you know, like I'm putting it there. And his knife would just, you kind of stop his arm. You're know, like darts. And that knife would hit that board. And I was like, all right, dude, look, the knife is the bullet. Your arm is the gunpowder. And the barrel doesn't stop till behind you. So like a golf swing or a baseball swing, you keep that power on all the way. till, that, till your arm's behind you. And it'll just tail off the power. Really? Once you the power, he threw that knife, and it was a dull knife, you know, for training. And it went through that two by six and he's like, I need to sit down. He's like, (laughs) "Holy!" and uh, it was pretty cool watching, watching guys' faces. Um, You know, Ray Kemp, Pat McNamara and Wes Whitlock, all those guys, I've taught them how to throw and uh, Tim Kennedy seen me throw in and, you know, but the thing is, is that I think that really grabs everybody. Is like, look, under 10 to 12 feet, it doesn't spin at all. My delivery rate's going to be a hundred percent. There's no rotation. It just comes out of my hands straight. I'm just cutting you, but just from back here. I'm projecting really? it forward. So it's cut projection, not knife throwing, right? Like in the sense of the word, I'm projecting a saber cut. like I would cut you in half straight through, you know. So only after 10 feet does it spin. And then it only spins one time up to 30 feet. So at 20 feet or whatever, it's only spinning once. That's how it's so easy for me to control because I'm oh. slowing. Down. So it's not like... Okay, so it's, it's
0: basically like, you just have to manage where that rotation is. Yeah, it's not a and...
1: zone. It's, it's a region. Like inside of, inside of 10 feet, it's no, it's no different. Like I hold my knife like this. Clint Emerson was just at my house recently, and uh, I showed him how to throw. And uh, he, he was just blown away. It was a lot of fun, but I got him throwing. And, you know, it was fun because they were doing all their stuff watching me do this thing. And I can't, like, give everything away as to what's coming. But there's a new book coming out Some that will be very cool so awesome but he's just watching me the whole time teach you know doing. Yeah. that and then at, at the end i just walk around the corner and there he's throwing knives i was like yeah like that and, and he just <laughs> like, like, talking I was like, yeah, he's, he's got it you know so but yeah. yeah that's my inside of 10 feet it don't spin my fighting grips like this well what's the difference between that grip and that grip well this uh-huh. i wouldn't fight but it's real quick for me to go here see absolutely I mean it's so just never, like I'm indexing just have no spin actuation where I'm cutting with the blade and it's just sliding out and going straight so really it's basically I just need to get to you and show you that you already know how to do this it's already ingrained in a human to grow something yeah? And once you, by, 100%. You, you can pack some punch on I mean look I can carry a ball bearing <laughs> a ph ball bearing anywhere I want in the world a, a can of soup in any non-permissive environment it's not illegal well, dude, if some guy's coming at you at a, with a baseball bat or a machete, drop him with a brick and then turn around and run and get to a safe place or fight to your next weapon or just keep running, you know? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't get
0: nah, me.
1: So, you know, and there's, I, there's elementary sciences and everything that apply to it too. You know what I mean? Like I said, the, the, the knife that's going to get you is the one you don't see. And that is how cowardice works. So you're never going to yeah. see it. you going to come in front of you and be like, and be like, stand and live just I
0: challenge happen. you to a duel <laughs> so
1: so your environment and your all that stuff you know it is uh you got to teach people the same yeah. thing this is 360 degrees uh yeah you got to be able to read people and if, if avoiding danger in the first place is going to be your first lesson yeah like i see those people causing trouble let's not put ourselves in that trouble's path you know right so let's look and, up
0: from look up from my phone for a second and see what's yeah. going on around me what uh you were saying too man uh so I, last night I was recording some content with Ed Calderon for the Protector Symposium uh, that we got coming up, man. And it's it was amazing. I hope everyone uh, digs in. Uh, but he talked a little bit about the organic mediums that uh, he does and why. And it really, I just hear you echoing. It's like, you need yeah. to understand what it freaking takes to separate meat bone, And what's your knife's gonna do when it hits, you know, this, that, and the next thing. You see it, that's the
1: green sides of both. Either somebody's not enough or way, way, way hard, you know. It's like, well, yeah. Mike, you got it done. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, and now you know though. And now you know if your pocket knife is worth anything, and now you know if you know you, you oh, have that
1: like I tell people, look, your pocket knife and Ed'll echo this as well. Cause I mean, I know his blade designs, but look, if I pull out my pocket knife under duress, and this is, I've been in this situation. If you can't yeah. pull the blade out and get it open while someone's hands are on you, you're falling backwards and being punched, it's ineffective. It's a tool at that point. It's a cutting tool, which is fine. But yeah. a fixed blade is never going to fail you. You know what I mean? And a heavier yeah. fixed blade you're going to feel it in your hand. And when your lizard brain and endorphins are dumping, you need to be yeah. able to have something formidable in your hand that you know is there. You have a positive engagement on it, and you can disassemble effectively. You know?
0: Heck, yeah. So real quick on your blades, man, like why have you created them the way you've created them? Like, let's take a look at the design, the shape, like.
1: <clears throat> so the super tooth is a 12 and inch blade. Now this is uh, the, um, like the flag or the field blade that I would use in my pack or like the, the fighting knife, right? So okay. this itself is uh, about 30 years of my design uh, influence coming from, um, just Man, basically trying all the blades that suck and knowing what i hated about every blade that was out there and then making yeah. one there. so this is a i, I gotta think beautiful. about this. he's a forged and fire master champion he's the guy that invented the tw90 he's the guy that showed me how to grind knives now i knew in my head what i wanted because i'm a master carpenter but i'd never made blades before so that was the deal like he's the guy that helped me on this path and i had to have uh, i had another company was going to do it but they kind of Dice things up, which is whatever, and so I decided to make it myself. But the saber tooth is a, about a, a one pound, eight ounce blade. It's a quarter inch thick steel. Um, this one's a, a forged steel finish, but there's other ones like, um, let's see, like this guy has a silver finish on it, you know, where the blade isn't blackened. So I do other ones, this one's got a tan and black handle, but I make all these from scratch. And, uh, you know, they're all custom right now. They are going into production, but as of right now, I make them all myself. So the saber tooth, yeah, I can fit this uh, through about 30 feet, one rotation through a man. Um, So I've thrown this blade through 65 layers of Kevlar, through an 85 PSI Sammy head. I can pin hockey pucks to a target. Uh, Even the baby tooth went through a hockey puck. I was really impressed by that. But again, they're sharp blades. How do you calculate
0: it? Hold up, y'all. He's serious, bro. I see him throw these things through all kinds of stuff, man. It's real.
1: That's crazy. But anyways, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, so the baby tooth is basically its counterpart, and that is the EDC fixed blade. This is what a lot of law enforcement guys Sweet. are requesting and uh, a lot of stuff like this because a lot of guys are using this behind like a mag pouch or something. Look, I don't, I don't want somebody to be able to grab that off me if we're in a struggle. I don't want it to be easily visible. Or easily like yep. except, well, I know guys that'll run them behind their mags, you know, behind their vests here, and to where it's just tied up on the shoulder, doesn't get in the way, yeah. it's there. And I show guys, right. look, this is the grip if I'm underhanded. You know if, you know, if I'm an ice pick grip, not this, because this implies that I need to cut away from me. Well, that's an ineffective cut. There's only so many ways a body can move and de- deliver an effective strike. So mm-hmm. this is for when I'm going to go here and bring it in, right? Like if someone's over top of me. I'm gonna pull your head down into my chest. Sorry about the phone thing. Uh, I'm gonna pull your head down into my chest and if that won't go, I'm gonna cut the flexor tendons that you're holding yourself off me with. And I'm gonna rip this down into here and I'm gonna pull your head down into my chest and I'm gonna bring this blade like this and put it on the inside of your neck. And I'm know, you know what I mean? I'm gonna shut you off. If I can't get you down here, I'm just gonna go on the front side and pull your throat out. You know what I mean? I'm cycling. So this is a very important thing to learn that the longer Look, if you got a blade on you, someone's on you with a blade, your, your time is very, very fleeting. You're already yeah. messed up in the situation. A blade, a blade can be much more deadly in certain circumstances than a, than a gun, and it just depends on you. percent You know what I mean? So there's certain well, circumstances yeah. to everything. Yeah, I've seen a guy get shot once, fall down dead. All right, cool. Well, I've seen a guy get stabbed a bunch of times and not do anything. At the same time, it's, it's flippy floppy sometimes okay, but
0: yeah and i've seen a guy get stabbed one time very quickly in the chest to where you,
1: you're like whoa did he just get and then he's freaking falling down then <laughs> i've seen guys take you know what i mean the guy yeah, that stabbed exactly. you, it's inside of him so like this blade doesn't care about what's inside of you this blade will just <laughs> I, I can take yeah a lot of things this is an 80 crv2 trailing point recurve that i made to pass a little test from travis works about whether or not i can grind such a blade so we did one of those and we put a sweet coffin handle on it and it's got little hollow grindy pullers that i'm working on the handle still but uh there's my logo on the blade that's how i do like let's see if you can see that but yeah basically logo out uh yeah so that's a trailing point recurve something like this might not care as much either this is uh called <laughs> the Belly. check this out a crusade on it. i made uh two of these and a buddy of mine came through but you know it's cool because now that i have this knowledge of how to make what i want i can make what i want you know so it's awesome
0: that's way cool man i'm excited about that baby tooth man that that's real cool because it's just something like we can just slide yo you got tomahawks in there what's up
1: (laughs) so check this out this is called the primal habitat utility cutting tool or fucked yeah phuct primal habitat utility cutting tool so this is made for basically bushcrafting, destructive warfare, and crazy cutting ability. Now the spike, forget that first, because that slope on there is a 200 slope. So if I measured back off that one inch, it would be 0. 0.200 thick. So that means that's a very thin cut, right? That's okay. A, it's not requiring a lot of spread rate really fast, because that's what so cutting deep. What's that?
0: Oh, so it can go deeper, essentially, quicker?
1: Basically, look at it like this. Uh, This this primary bevel here, where that grind is, is like this, right? So, the more fat you have an angle, the harder I have to cut through something to cause matter to spread out of the way. It's like a point point force. So, if I have a more back angle, it's going to go through things way easier. Well, if I bring that angle down to almost nothing and then sharpen it like this. Then that, you see how fat that bevel is, how fat that grind is. And look how thin that edge is. You know what I mean? Like that thing is. Yeah. So it's ground to zero. And that means it'll pass through something really, really easy. And and that's called cutting geometry. So this guy has a 200 slope and it has a 350 slope tip. Well, what that does is allow me to throw this thing with devastating results because my penetration is always at this angle. Now, look, if I'm up close, I don't throw it like this. It's gonna flip right around. I'm gonna flip it around like this. And I'm gonna throw it and it's gonna go, yeah, it's basically my nose spin throw. So it comes out of my hand, boom, and just hits like that. It barely turns. So it hits upside down at this angle. Smash. And this is like a two and a half pound, maybe a two pound tomahawk, quarter inch thick, two ninety feel. I can I can chop a three inch tree in one swipe with that. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's a great bushcraft. Yeah. But in the warfare department, it's great because it'll you know, this, so a little history about this. This goes back to like 600 AD. The, the idea of this tomahawk to so the Filipino headhunter style tomahawks and that shape was it didn't have an edge, they were just a hooky, like a hook piece of metal that came like this, so they could hit you in your head and pull it right back out. And that was what the idea takeoff was. This, but I needed a good cutting edge for bushcrafting and I needed this to be sharp and edged as well, so that way when I throw it or when I'm doing bushcrafting or disassembly. Look at how I can catch tendons with that tip. You know what I'm saying? If I hit you in the leg with that tip, it's going to take whatever it touches. So, you know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I plunge that in. It makes it come out very easily. So that's real important when you're about using it in combat as well. So uh, the, I got you, the people that uh, are down in Africa with the different rhythm foundation want some of these guys, uh, which should be really cool. So it's great, great bushcrafting tools
0: man that is amazing i mean it just is a quick good little hip pocket lesson but knife guys man y'all scare me more than gun guys to be honest with you dude like i'm like forget shoot me shoot me shoot me
1: Uh, and i don't want to go knife on knife against somebody that's why i throw knives because there's big bad men out there that i like dude i'm not a skinny guy but I'm not fighting some of the, like, I got a pro fighter in my house right now. He's hanging out with me for the weekend. What do you mind? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not, no, I'll, I'll just throw a knife at you and run. So, and then, yeah, yeah I'll, but like same thing here, Kukri blade, right? This is a yeah. blade that I've put together. This is a, you've seen me on knife or death on that history channel show. I use a Kukri. Well, this is one that I'm making and it's uh a little dirty but that's because i made this thing to beat the snot out of it and test it so yeah. is it
0: different throwing a kukri can you still
1: can you throw is it a... yeah like is it kind of weird shape for throwing see that handle shape uh uh-huh. so it doesn't really like it can you throw kukris yeah but you almost have to actually let go of them when they get to a certain point because that goofy shape handles made did not come out of your hand which is uh, great. Okay. I have some blades to throw and some blades for stow. You know what I mean? I want to keep yeah, yeah, yeah. some blades on me. So. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity guy. So
0: <laughs> It's aggressive. It's just such an aggressive way of killing, man. It's just, it's just gruesome. It's in there. It's sensual, you know? So,
1: I'm a <clears> believer <throat> that if men didn't have to shoot things in battle, that uh, wars would be fought way less. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Like, no, yeah, absolutely.
1: We wouldn't we wouldn't fight over such trivial thing.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. It's like, do I want to cut this guy up or, or do we wanna send our sons to go cut each other up over this? I mean, you I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like do we
1: uh, so eighties called Robojocks. RoboJocks? Dude, it was hilarious. Uh, the <laughs> nation would would make huge robots and that's how they would solve their disagreements they would have these stories tall robots that would fight in these arenas and super old eclectic 80s movie but i was like huh then then uh the robot fighting came out and i was like hey see it's gonna happen but never did
0: you know but it never got there. (laughs) that's what's up
1: so how did you get into
0: this stuff man
1: um i grew up in a small town man my dad was a deputy sheriff not a lot to do besides, you know, hang out by the in the wilderness, ride trains, and watch martial arts movie marathons. So, well, yeah, I, I I'm a dedicated guy. Like when I put my mind to something, I'm going to do it to the most logical way that I can. And like, so I've taught myself how to throw since I was about nine or ten years old. Uh, my son started when he was two, uh, just because I've you know what I mean, been teaching him. But uh yeah, one of the safest little kids you'll ever see. But yeah, I started when I was about ten years old and uh, just taught myself. How to do it according to logic and, you know, science and and actually what's going on. You know what I mean? You've got to be able to throw powerfully. You've got to be able to make it applicable. And the biggest thing about this throwing method that I've developed is, look, I can do it at 10% power or 110% power and the knife will do exactly the same thing in the same distance. Nothing will ever change. And that's very important when I come to, you know what I mean? I have to be able to make sure that my blade is going to do what it needs to do. When I'm under duress, well, look, I would say again, nothing is more primitively attached to a human than throwing something. Right? It's ingrained in your body. Throwing something under duress is what humans are capable of doing. Operating a firearm under duress is something we've got to train to do. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, do that. So, yeah, throwing something. Look, I'm just going to teach you how to throw something, and you're just going to be able to do it. You know what I mean? It's it's such a easy thing that's just we've forgotten it for the last 250 years. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Huh. What would you, I know you've thrown knives at like all kinds of crazy stuff, but like what is like in your mind, one of the hardest shots or most impressive things you've been able to achieve with your skill?
1: Holy oh, crap. Um oh.
0: wow. Like, you've, like I've seen you hit all kinds of stuff. I was like, nah, oh, <laughs> dang, you did it.
1: <laughs> I got to say my top two things was beating Jerry Mitchell in a quick draw competition. That was fun. And Jerry's a great guy. I love Jerry. And he's half second from the draw. And I beat him with my knife by just a fraction of a second. You know, and we, we did it a few times. Yeah. You know. And so Jerry and Lena are both really good friends. We're going to have some videos coming out in the future with you guys uh, or with everybody. And uh, that was probably my, my number one thing. But the number one hardest thing I've done that was like under pressure uh, was the Kenny Dobbs shot. I don't know if you saw that video. With I haven't seen that one. Uh, Okay, so we, a couple years ago, we did a thing called March Stabness. And it was uh, okay. Kenny, the slam dunk champion. I think you probably know who he is. Um, I've seen this guy slam dunk blindfolded over four people on fire. It's like, yeah, okay, I like basketball, but I can't play it well. So yeah, the, the wrist flick thing is hard for me. So, um, but what <laughs> we got together, and uh, basically Kenny shows me how to play basketball. He's like, all right, I think you're ready. This video's on my page. Uh, I'll post it in my story after, uh, after we do this. And, uh, but uh, I, I mean, so basically he teaches me how to play. And I was like, and I wrote the script for this, it's like a bucket list item for me. I was like, you got a Harlem Globetrotter, my ass. So he goes, yeah. and he's like, all right. And he bounces the ball off my head. I'm like, really, when well, do I get the ball? He goes to shoot and I take his three pointer out with my knife, pop in the, and he was right on. And the ball was like, boom, and you know, off to the side, put the knife through the ball, pops the ball. He's like, what the heck are you kidding me? And I didn't hit the backboard. I got it done within like 20 minutes and uh it was it was pretty awesome so I was super nervous because I didn't want to hit the backboard with the knife you know what I mean because I was like Kenny you got to fake me out and go this way and I'll go the opposite way because that way he's not shooting right over my head it's like I see it you know what I mean I I couldn't see the ball I was like where is it at so but yeah I got it done man in 20 minutes I got the you know we took a few takes to do it because obviously I'm hitting the uh, a sh- a, sh- a thrown basketball for a shot, and uh, but I took it out, man. It was awesome, and uh, we made a awesome video about it. Yeah, it no, like,
0: actually, I have seen that. I have seen that. It's just in the bank of things I've seen you do with the knife.
1: I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know were possible. No, I have seen. I was like, golly, man. I still want to throw knives out of a helicopter. I still want to throw knives out of a out of a convertible. I got a buddy in California out by your hood called. Uh, uh, his name's Michael Blakey. He used to be the drummer oh. for Force back in the day. He's like okay. a big time, dude. He's a super awesome guy, but he's got like Pagani's and all this crap. And I'm like, hey, man, we should totally do a video together. And he's like, I'm with it, Jason. Whenever you want, come out here we'll have some fun. He <laughs> sounds like a lifestyle right. rich and famous guy.
0: But yeah, yes. uh,
1: I saw a few bucket list things I want to do yet. But uh, Jerry Mitchell and I, with the next Trick Shot video set, it's going to be really awesome. Uh, I'll give you guys you. a peak it involves me throwing my tomahawk (laughs) sticking it backwards and him shooting it wow that's what's up man towards us you get what i'm saying
0: so no way yeah (laughs) it's just i can't doubt you and there's no doubt like i'm just like he says it dude it's gonna happen (laughs) that's awesome
1: man i got faith in jerry's skills so i'm pretty sure he can hit the blade edge of my tomahawk with the bullet so We'll have him uh, split, split some, uh, split some bullets and pop some balloons while I throw a
0: tomahawk. <laughs> wow, man, that's wild. That's wild. I can't wait for that. That sounds really cool.
1: Uh, open up so we can get going.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Let us let us loose, man. So uh, you kind of talked on this. What would you say? You know, people probably hit you up and are like, hey, what kind of knife should I carry for EDC? You know what
1: would you what would be your consideration suggestion without bias to anything or any company single edge straight blade straight handle you can't mess it up fixed blade is going to be the best because under duress i need to be able to use it that's number one now does that mean i don't have awesome folding knives and cool things you know i love microtex and those are precision cutting tools if i need to use one in in a thing yeah microtex under duress ain't bad now they're cutting tools. They're not like quarter inch thick monsters like this where you pry up a manhole cover. You know what I'm saying? Like But Flesh isn't that you know what I mean? Flesh isn't that hard. Like I yeah, no. No. And the thing is cutting geometry. Microtech makes a great knife that comes down to a thin edge and then it's sharpened. They use great steel, it holds its edge well. Am I trying to pry up a manhole with it? Don't. No, don't. But <laughs> flesh is different. But this blade is why I made, you know, like I said, you can't find them, grind them. Regardless of that, single edge straight blade, straight handle, I don't want something facing back at me sharp when I have that blade out. If I've got my blade like this, I'm cutting away from me, right? I'm cutting away from me. So I won't want something facing back at me sharp. Even like on the tomahawk, you'll notice that the back side of this isn't sharp, it's just spiked. And the reason it's spiked is for bushcrafting. I can plunge in and drag some stuff. Yeah, it's for warfare too. But, well, that's better than that. So why wouldn't I just, you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah, you're not going to cut yourself. Stabbing is when our blade is too dull to cut. That's, that's, really, that's really it. And if I stab in, I'm cutting out or I'm using it as a lever, I'm going to put it in. The, it's nasty, right? Yeah. People aren't ready for, a lot of times, people aren't ready for the level of what you actually need to do when it comes to disassembling somebody with the blade. 100%. Uh, they're great for when I say things like, dude, look, when you dig that blade into somebody's neck and I'm using my back muscles to get this in, you're going to feel that blade edge hit the spine and you're going to yeah. have to power through
0: it Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> get it off of the spine and retch that through the spine. When they stop moving, you'll know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's, it's gruesome, man. Like I had buddies, Casey mm-hmm. point, some mm-hmm. of my city boys, yeah, I grew yeah, up we had a high back strap shot on a deer and I had a sword and I was like, hey, you know, you guys can cut through a person and cut a person half of the sword and they don't even know it. They're like, whatever, you know, whatever. So we left the thing not gutted and I hung it by the Achilles, you know, upside down. I was like, all right. And I, and I, I said this, all right, you fuckers, ready? And they're like, yeah, whatever. And Right as I turn around, I just went and just sword drove cut and that deer went and just dropped. Didn't swing on the rope. nothing. And they were just like, oh, and my one buddy's like, because that smell hit him you know because it's, it's like oh yeah city boy everything dude water buffalo beheading ceremony look it up little bitty yeah. girl guy a little nepalese dude with the kukri just water buffalo like right in front of the shoulders <laughs> nothing isn't that
0: isn't that an apocalypse now i think it is they do one of
1: those no, the thing is they, they don't think they, they twist it up like yeah everybody uses that water buffalo that's food for the village that's a sacrificial thing that's a blessing for each military every village in nepal gets one of those two-foot kukris i've held one they're freaking amazing but they're thin ground made to do that ceremonial cut they want to respect that animal to not leave part of it undone you know what i mean right right it's the quickest, most effective way to not induce adrenochrome into the muscles when you're taking a, an animal. And I'm a big believer in that because, look, if I shoot a deer, I don't want its adrenaline dump into the muscles. It makes it taste gamey. It's, it makes the meat tough. It's it's yeah. dressing the animal. You know what I mean? Like, just take its head. <laughs> shoot it in the head. clean yeah. If you're yeah. zoned in, you know where you're shooting, why would you want to shoot it in the heart and chase it a mile? You know what I mean? Because yeah. you So... You know, if you can get those shots, take them. But. Yeah, heck
0: yeah, man. What that? Yeah, what would you say about all the knife throwing we're starting to see in movies, man? Like with the John Wicks and the Expendables and stuff like that. Like, is it? I mean, it.
1: <laughs> just go right. ahead.
0: This, just, just it down. I'm gonna
1: put this out there. y'all need to call me now. I know Terry; he wants me to come out. We're planning on doing that once things open up, and that's cool. But they've been needing to call me for. And, yeah, I know. I I'm late to the game. I didn't say I was there, but y'all need to call me because it's not okay you want to know what the most realistic uh, knife throw in a movie scene ever was that I've seen huh. you remember that movie uh uh predator yeah, yeah. oh Almost yeah bigger, and he goes fix a blade about this long and it's straight and he goes and throws it to that guy and it pins him to the wall and he goes stick around remember that
0: <laughs> yes Yeah. yeah 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 absolutely
1: that's absolutely how that shit would go down. However, the things they fucked up were the guy wasn't screaming in bloody murder pain. He just died right away. Was he, like, just,
0: was, he just hung there.
1: I was like, dude. And then he pinned it to like a rickshack wall. I was like, there's no even. Wasn't it a it wall? was co- an actual solid wall. But the yeah. point was that that blade would have went right through that dude and pinned him or knocked him down to whatever the fuck was behind Absolutely. Really? Absolutely.
0: Man, that's wild dude. It just seems
1: so powerful, man. <laughs> no. Like if I take this handle scales off the knife and it's just flat, it'll go right through you. Like just root people don't realize when you're alive, your bones are soft and cuttable. Like I take an arm just whoop clean on the angle. Because the point because they're flexible and soft, that's how you don't break a hip when you fall. When you get uh, old, I start getting harder. But we don't have brittle. if you ever cut a part of gear, you take its front. Front, front hoof when you look at that bone structure you cut that in half and look at how thick that calcium is on that bone just there then you go up to the next joint and cut that thing apart and look at how thick the calcium is around the bone there it's not those hooves are made for biting, for clanging you know they're made to be tough because nature yeah, knows it's armor. Them up, you know what I mean so yeah bones on a human are they're tough but they're cuttable super cuttable
0: Man, there's like a whole bunch of information, like IQ, that you're pulling from a lot of stuff you're doing with the with the animals, man. That's good information for people to really have, man. That organic medium is is huge. I'm just, it's a recurring theme with a lot of guys that I really,
1: that I'm studying and respecting. Probably back up the fact that, like, you know, like I, I talk to military field medics and stuff a lot, and I'm like, yeah, it's a it's a weird thing, even with shrapnel, which is high moving, high rate of speed shrapnel, which is still it's crazy to me at the high rate of moving that organs can still move out of the way. And what I mean yeah. is, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. About? Stab, you can get stabbed like 20 times. And okay, there's variables. If the blade is very sharp, it's ground to zero. And it, those can increase your variables. But by and large, that hard membrane around the organs can move and slither around a blade. <laughs> depending on you know what I'm saying? There's very, mm-hmm. th- there's things that. So you got a hard membrane around your organs, and depending on your, and actually depending on your age and your gender, those uh, organ membranes can be different. They'd be a little bit tougher, a little bit, little bit thin. Yeah, a little bit thinner. Yeah, I armor. Mean, it's and your organs don't get beat up and tore up. You know,
0: it, the body's
1: amazing.
0: It's amazing, and uh, I was even with Jared Reston. I was studying with him this last week, and he's just kind of like. The human body is generally unimpressed with bullets. Generally unimpressed with that stuff, man. It's like the body can take such a beating, and that's kind of when you
1: opened up. Yeah. What's What's that? You know what I mean. It's that's yeah it fragile at the same time as be tough. I mean, a guy fell skydiving in his parachute didn't open. bounced off the ground. It was fine. Like.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and it's 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 uh, one of those things where it's just like it's g- round placement. Just like stab placement, oh, these cut. are very – cut placement, very important principles because the human body is a crazy thing, man. That's very interesting. So,
1: and I'll say this, like, look, I'm not into the whole spinning knife thing. I show yeah. close disassembly. Now, if you think for a second you're going to go into a fight and do some type of spinning knife crap. You got to adopt the, the – the... Then go do it. But I would say look, the first time somebody shoots at you, you're like, holy shit, you know, you're free. About the 50th time somebody shoots at you, you're like, you miss me, fucker. You know what I mean? So this is true. Absolutely. Go and do this blade manipulation fancy. No, it's two silverback gorillas colliding in battle. That's what it is. Yeah. Boom, up. boom, stat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get that Absolutely. in your mind that you need to learn how to cut effectively, hard, powerfully, fast, and cut the right things. And that's that's Violently. all I about that. You, you know, grow up on the farm. Yeah. And fucking uh wrangle with cattle and hogs and shit all day, be chasing you know, have to take those fuckers down, learn how to get tough with some shit and realize yeah. there's only so many ways a body can move effectively and deliver an effective strike. I'm not gonna be like oh, who, who, who are you doing this? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like hey, the fuck down. Yeah, I'm yeah. A before you get close enough to me if I know there's danger anyway. You know what I mean? That that blade's gonna come out and I'm gonna put you on your ass and I'm gonna take about five steps back and I'm gonna be like, are you done or do I need to put holes in you too? You know what I mean? So the only reason I say this is a useful tool in the toolbox is because number one, if I don't have a gun, number two, if I don't have a knife, I can throw anything as a weapon. A fucking stapler on a desk is devastating. All right, a metal stapler, oh my goodness. Anything with some weight to it, man, just learn how to throw. And then the thing is like, look, as a citizen, as a civilian, there's a thing called refraction rate, and that scares the hell out of me because if I have to put rounds in somebody, well, that means that my life's in danger. That means danger's close. That means uh, I'm not thinking about the after environment because I don't have the time, the distance, or the, or the, you know, the, the mental wherewithal because my life's in danger. That means Your if I – Bandwidth scare- for that shooting five to 10 rounds in him until he stops moving or goes down well what about that lady over there what about that person over there or what about this depending on how i hit the body the rounds i'm firing the voids and cavities that it hits inside the body the angle of placement those rounds can go up to 60 degrees behind through or off of somebody um that's a real thing that's a real thing we had a guy that was filming for cops here in omaha die because a round went through a guy and 45-degree angled out of him and got him. On, you know, he's had his camera like this. It got him underneath his vest, you know, right in that spot where, yeah, and killed him. His family ended up suing the city and won. And I'm like, why would they win? He's filming for cops. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want that from my family to sue because that's my job, you know. Anyway, uh, but, yeah, that, that refraction rate's a scary thing because if I'm in a crowded area, and it's danger close, and oh, shit, I'm going boom, and I'm pulling out overkill. A pistol's overkill at close quarters, especially when it doesn't get that effective right away. You've got to hit that spot. No. It's just there's refraction rate, so you've got to take that into consideration or not because there's a lawyer attached to each one of those rounds that you fire. And if that goes through and hits some poor lady's kid, you're not going to be able to sleep with yourself. So there's know what your tools are. And I'm not saying do this over that. I'm saying, look, if I can under a second throw this blade and be guaranteed that in 10 feet or less, I know it's gonna hit my intended target. And as like, here, let me back up. If I do this and I got my blade here, yeah. And I got my appendix carry here. Well, look at what this is. Boom, look where my hand is. Shirts up, pistol, see what I'm saying? So it's-
0: Yeah, we're already getting to work.
1: Or it would look like this. Stick, turn, run grab pistol, plant. You see what I'm saying? So there's a thing, or, or let's say we're close foot knife and go. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a, it's learning how to use your body in effective ways and, and what's actually going to work according to what you need to do. So yeah, I'd rather take a cut on my leg than a, than a cut to my arm or my chest. I'm going to, I'm going to push you hard and I'm going to throw a blade at you and turn and run. And then if yeah. you're still, and I'll pick up something else and blast you with it or I'll shoot you you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's just yeah yeah, use your environment use your brain use the honey badger I call that the honey badger because you know I'm striking you first hard as hell this blade will put someone on their ass um but the baby tooth is like I said I can throw that baby tooth through a hockey puck which surprised me I was like wow Wow. because a hockey puck is serious you know
0: yeah. yeah yo, i uh no nah, man i love i love how like violent and aggressive it's just manliness you know what i mean like this is and it's it's well it's violence you know male or female you got
1: to be able to achieve that
0: and it it's good for people to see it.
1: learning this over men for some reason dude, i've been teaching this for years and it's like why do women learn this so much easier than men uh, just the throwing portion yeah they've got to learn to be more aggressive women do but throwing they're like they get it so easy like uh Jamie Villamore, um, you know, jeez, uh, and Pete's all those women that I've taught lately that are you know shooters and uh the, let's see Jamie, the, the, there's been a Vegas gun girl and uh, um, God, just my my mind goes blank sometimes, but it's like I've watched women come out there and be able to just rifle knives in, and I'm like, people don't realize what they're doing. They're like, oh, there's no power in a knife. I'm like, dude, I can show you a video where a kid throws, uh, a kid throws these. Okay, these round quarter inch radius blunt tip through a kid's arm, goes through his freaking arm. He's like, just, dude, you're fleshy. You're not hard. You're I fleshy. Through you. So, and that's the thing. I mean, you take a blade like that and it's ground to zero. So what's its penetration force? Well, it's directly relevant to its, you know, right? How do you calculate penetration force when it ground to zero? Only when the blade gets wider and actually leaves a footprint can you calculate some sort of resistance to its penetration. So add the. Amen. It's just going in. You know, it's just. It's in going in. In. <laughs> uh, I did that video testing for Innocent Armor you saw. And that went yeah. through layers of their overlap. Now, a great. It's great for stopping rounds. It's great for stopping most slashes. If I slash yes. it with this, it's going to cut it in half. If yeah, I slash. Yeah. It, it <laughs> This, it'll leave a, you know, cut through it a little bit. Yeah. It's all about what's relative, you know what I mean? Like a, but a thrown blade, there's so much power in a thrown blade that just people just don't know because everybody sees that circus stuff, you know? And I yeah. mean, I never saw that circus stuff growing up. I didn't have any influence saying, well, you can do this and you can't. Man, I threw at lattles. I use slings, I hunt deers with spears, okay? So that's like, yeah, I do that, what, what's the problem? <laughs> You know I mean
0: <laughs> he's like what's weird What's it? no one told me I couldn't I <laughs> was of my business <laughs> you,
1: know, of you guys I've heard that are dudes that are my heroes that that I respect a lot when they see me throw a knife, and they just go holy shit and that, that's yeah. like they are I'm already tapping into that primal thing in them they already see its effectiveness subconsciously because they just watch me throw with the force of a hurricane and they're oh, like yeah I want that I want to do that so 100%, 100% dude because <laughs> it's like
0: you didn't even know it's a possibility it's like whoa 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 it's like a lost art what happened here <laughs> you know that's really cool
1: five gallon drums car doors through the panels of car doors we've thrown through uh two decks of cards thick I got through with one of these and man all kinds of stuff so yeah there's it's a very real applicable tool in the toolbox even if it's not a knife okay I, here's what I'll say to people real quick I can test that my knife, even if it doesn't stick under 10 feet, if it hits you as hard as I throw it, it could hit you like this. It's going to do the same thing in the same amount of time that I need it to do what it needs to do, whether it sticks or not. All right. Mm-hmm. So and basically what that means, whether it's a sizable rock or a knife, it's still going to do what I need it to do. It's going to allow me to fight to my next weapon or fight to cover.
0: You know what I mean? So it, it takes throwing and puts it back on the table as a combat effective, uh, wow. just concept tool tactic. Right. You know, it's like, yo, throw okay. some trash. So,
1: what's your biggest fear? What's that? As a cop, what's your biggest fear? Your biggest fear is Distance my weapon's out of battery. Well, let's, let's put it in a situation When my weapons out of battery, there's no backup and someone's over top of me taking my life. That's my biggest fear. Right, mm. guys rushing me with a knife, my weapon falls out of battery, guy pulls me over, weapons out of my hand, and I have to try to defend myself from a knife attack. That's one of my yeah. biggest fears as a cop, yeah. right? Holy crap! So, being able to teach guys how to take a baby tooth and shut someone off real quick, you know what I mean? To pull them down yeah. into themselves with their blade and shut them off, you know what I mean? Effectively, fast, that's so important. Look, it's going to be a momentary thing. If I can't cut it, like, because here's the, the posture. If I'm on top of you, right, that's the posture. I'm holding you down, trying to, do, if I can't get your head down, I'm cutting across your arms, which is the flexor tendons. You're going to immediately try to bring that up in you, which allows me to pull your head down. And this isn't going to work either. And if I can't get my blade, and basically what I'm doing is I'm putting the blade over and I'm hitting your neck with my forearm. I'm not trying to stab myself. I'm, I'm just hugging you. And I pull you in and I pull, on and I put it in the spine. If I can't get your head down to do it over the top, I'm just going to go on the front. I'm going to put it right yeah. in the side of the neck and just cut that shit right out. Well, and it's I'm like most. It. You know what I mean? And yeah,
0: absolutely. And the, the general kind of, I'd almost say, reflexive tactic everyone tries to use is they pummel on top of you and then they go for that kind of ground and pound. And yeah. if you, I, I mean, absolutely. I had a situation with a guy outside of a uh, you know, outside a club one time. And the dude was like 300 some odd pounds. Like he was way bigger than me. And I remember being like, and I, I had my girl with me and he was getting all weird. And he was like, yeah, crazy things happen in the nighttime. And like, I remember thinking to myself, this dude's going to overpower me. He's going to come at me. I'm going to embrace him. I had a fixed blade. I had a delta dagger in my appendix. I was like, I'm going to just draw. I'm going to take him. I'm going to suck him in. I'm just going to get to work. I'm going to cross cross my legs up on top of him. I'm going to hold on, man.
1: Start doing this. Yeah. Right? Because you want to open them. You want to open them. You want to open Mm them. And that's the stabbing is going to be ineffective. What are you hitting? You're hitting his lungs. You're not going to be able to hit his spinal cord by and large because of the channel that it runs through in your spine okay you have to dig in and get on like here's the spinal cord you actually have to go here and dig and cut in you know what I mean? you have to separate those vertebrae that's tough to do especially in human vertebrae because the the structure of the vertebrae the way that the ribs are connected to it the, the shape of that vertebrae has a lot of edges that don't allow you to get that blade in that's why i'm saying here in the neck because the vertebrae are very stacked they're not shaped like the ones in your back so much you can get in between them but the easiest way is on the inside of the neck so look if i put that blade if i go across somebody's neck i'm going here and i'm pulling that up just to get it in here and i'm just going to insert it i'm not stabbing them i'm just going i'm using my back muscles and i'm just going here and i'm just going and they're going to start screaming and trying to get off me at that point and i'm going and, just, and we're too far from there yeah. yeah we're too far for that you're not getting up now so yeah. But all things considered, yeah, look, if I can get here, look, if I can, if you're rushing me with the blade and I can get here and hit you with my arm and swipe across your knee or your legs, you're dropping. I'm taking, those muscles are going to go whoop up into your legs when you try to hold yourself up and you're going down. At that point, I just tried to save your life that just saved
0: your life yeah 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 no i completely yeah that's no, it's a very that's good stuff somebody man somebody is my attempt to save their life absolutely yeah what would you say okay so closing questions winding this bad boy way down i got a new question i'm asking nominations who would you nominate to be on the Protector podcast and talk to people about personal
1: all this type of stuff man oh that's a good i that's a good question um uh, I don't want to say anybody you've had already, uh, man, who would be a good guy? Max Mullen. Max, Max Mullen. Mullen. Oh, Max Mullen. M-U-L-L-E-N. He's an Army Ranger Hall of Famer. One of my good friends, man. Okay. 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 Awesome, so, man. Connect us. Some awesome stories. He is, he is very, very awesome to listen to. Listen, I was at a Army Ranger Hall of Fame shoot. They gave me a big award ceremony and all this stuff. Embarrassed the crap out of me in front of all these like Vietnam vets. <laughs> there was legit. one guy, dude. This guy uh, went to go get some POWs out in Vietnam, or some. They weren't POWs. They were just like fighters or whatever. I heard the story like earshot. This uh-huh. guy went in and flies a helicopter into VC territory gets shot down still gets the guys steal a VC helicopter fly it back to our side they get shot down by friendly fire and still make it back nobody died it's like holy shit this guy's a fucking war hero dude
0: good this lord guy. man and nobody knows and you just you yeah. just you just tell stories with your boys yeah. no one believes you and it really happened and then you did yeah. you know i mean
1: <laughs> you just oh, like yeah. yep it's wild man that's wild it. man that's Crazy so, life, man. Yeah, I'll shoot you his information, Max Mullen. He's, uh, he's a great American, man. An exceptional guy. Yeah, I think I saw
0: something on in your content or something where he's talking about learning to throw knives from you, or he's talking about yeah. uh, what it was like training with you. It was pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, um, I
1: appreciate that, man. And that's the thing, like, those dudes are my heroes, so for to, to get some of the stuff like that from them like... I, oh, I couldn't even ever put that on my bucket list because I'm like, I didn't know, even know that was possible, you know. <laughs> that is awesome.
0: No, it's a beautiful feeling of life. That's priceless. What would you say a uh, favorite quote mantra saying would be?
1: Man, that's a good question, dude. Um quote quote, something you live by, you know. My favorite quote. Uh if, if uh yeah, I got one for you. Um, I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. Yes, <laughs> that's so. That so sounds like you, man. Uh, and it's the way more people need to be, in my opinion, because it's busy working at the moment. You know what I mean? What's that? I think a lot of us are, but the silent majority needs to speak up for sure.
0: Yeah, man, we're busy working, and then it, it, it's like it's one of those things where it's like, is this really gonna? Is this really gonna have to happen? Yeah, you know I mean, like you're kind of like, and and I think everyone's kind of like just waiting to see how bad it's really gonna get. Which and I think, takes you know, on a momentum of its own because then it gets actually better than you need to let it get, right? And <laughs> and then it's kind of like you got to bring it all the way back,
1: you know? It's, yeah, it's, I think the silent majority is there, alive and well. I think uh, the American exceptionalism is alive and well. Uh, I think that the days of Whitney Young are not forgotten. Um, but I think most people gotta work, and I think the media likes to spin it and make us feel like we're alone and make us feel like you know. That's, we're not together. Like we don't have liberty. Like we don't have our, our brothers and our constitution. I mean, gosh, dang it, man. I'm Polish, you know, mm-hmm. it, it pains me to see heroes like Whitney Young, who started his works in Omaha, Nebraska, one of the biggest civil rights leaders of our time, bigger than Malcolm X, bigger than Martin Luther King, did more for just post, uh, you know, a uh, uh, slavery era stuff because look, we're in under a hundred years. Look what we did. Look, in my home country, indentured servitude still exists, you know? Mm. And uh, it's like they put us against each other because they know that we aren't against each other. They want to keep us separate. Whitney Young. They want
0: to even keep us believing that we're against each other when we're not even. Yeah. It's very interesting.
1: interesting. Watch, dude. I never thought we'd see uh, that kind of thing here. My kids are home. That. that. Yeah, I'll be the same way, bro. That
0: kind of deception on such a wide scale and such, I mean, it's just—it's just so disempowering to the public and the people. It's very—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's upsetting. And then you know, like, like I feel like that Leonardo, not a Michelangelo, quote: "I opened my eyes only to see that so many are still asleep." You know, it's—it's—it's. It's,
1: it's, uh, like, we're past this, guys. Come on, we—we yeah. together. This is our deal. Like, this is America. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like we're good. Here's—we abolished slavery, and we only took us a hundred years because freaking. The mass holes from uh, over across the pond wouldn't let up, you know, they were fighting us. Yeah. All the way. We had to mm-hmm. fight. And so I just, I don't know. It's unfortunate, but like I said, American exceptionalism is alive and well, people are waking up to it. Guys like the high like. helping out, you know, doing things, uh, you know, everybody around them actually studying history and doing the, the right work. You know what I mean? And, and realizing things for what they are. It, it, social media has helped a lot with us being able to come together. It's the connectivity but we ain't letting them so i mean yeah 100 percent gram hit search page and just look and you'd be like what the hell it's and now too-
0: they're trying to they're trying to find a way to censor the social media and control the narrative there because they control the, the the media and what you get to watch on tv and now we're trying to post stuff on social media and they're ch- shutting things down like i mean i hate to be i post that plandemics interview and it down. I, asked my, I asked my followers, yo, send this to me because they keep shutting it down. Every time it gets sent to me, it gets shut down in like a few hours. And I'm sitting here like, yo, there's really stupid stuff on the internet. There's child mm-hmm. porn all over the internet. There's uh, pet psychology all over the internet. And you guys mean to tell me that this one documentary is so dangerous that you right. have to take it off the internet? They
1: don't have the authority to do Maybe. that. Maybe. <laughs> And they shouldn't be allowed exactly the authority to tell me what I get to watch. Well, this, from what I understand, section 230 of the CDA said basically uh, whether you, you have to either choose whether or not you're operating as a publisher or a platform. And they got called to test for that for
0: the government. They said, yeah, we're a platform, not a publisher. Okay. They got five millions of dollars. They just paid it and kept doing what they were doing. How would you like to be remembered,
1: brother? Uh, for, the guy that and for the for being the, the guy the guy that defined what knife can actually do you know what i mean my, my whole life goal is to show the world what knife throwing and knife work can actually be and, and accomplish
0: wow that's good what Can I... that's definitely who you are to me man like i you've blown my mind with the stuff I've seen you do. And I'm like, what, what? I have no idea, bro. Um, <laughs> would you say a habit uh, or just thing that you have in your life that you think people should consider that makes them better? People or better protectors.
1: Uh, man, that's a good one. Um, a habit. I mean, awareness is a habit and things like that, but I, I would say if you wanted to get into a habit is Never limit yourself to a certain amount of knowledge. You know what I mean? Hmm. Always look for more. Always try to get more proof, more information, more knowledge, and, and more experience. You know what I mean? Nothing's, yeah. nothing, nothing's great of a teacher as good old experience. So
0: That's the truth, man. I'm, I'm actually typing that one. Uh that's good, man. Never limit yourself to a certain amount of knowledge. That's outstanding, man. That's Keep that cup at least half empty, man. Keep it a bit empty. Um, yeah. What are you up to these days, brother? And where can people find you, man? Uh, I'm on ProKnifeThrower, uh, ProKnifeThrower.com,
1: ProKnifeThrower on Instagram. Uh, I've been making knives constantly. Uh, they are going into production, so you will see the saber tooth and the baby tooth come out, as well as the primal, into production. I will still make them custom, also, but those will be like a higher level. Um, but yeah, as of right now, I'm stacked up on orders, making knives, and waiting for the uh, country to open back up so we can get back to work. Thank so you. Yeah. I got a live <laughs> video. Uh, we're going to train with Real World Tactical. We're going to show him. Tony sentiment how to throw, and he's got a blade or two from me. Uh, I think Barrett Fabrush and I are going to get together and have some fun. I, there's so much, dude. There's so much that we're going to be doing. I'm just going to be all over the place. So.
0: That's awesome. No, that's cool, man. The world's getting bigger and more beautiful, man. I, I dig that. Hopefully, we can do some things for the protector nation as well, too, man. Once we get, okay. once we, once the world world turns back on. <laughs> let me know, you know, man. I'm
1: more than happy to show you some of what I do and, and get you thrown and and get you a proper blade. Uh, yeah, let you turn you loose with it.
0: Heck yeah. I can't wait, man. Jason, you're, 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 you're a real dude. You're a men's man. Uh, I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate you talking with you and learning from you. Um, and you opened my eyes to this whole new thing. Hopefully this will be the beginning of a, you know, a little bit of a chapter kind of episodes that we can do. Um, cause I'm definitely looking forward to learning more about
1: this, brother. Well, Good we'll get stuff. Done, you let me know when you need me.
0: Heck yeah. All right, brother. Take care. Thanks once again. And, uh, I'll all your links and stuff we'll put underneath the podcast so people can find them. And, uh, yeah, man, God bless and separate five, brother.
1: Boom.
0: Boom. Yo, what up? I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Hey, listen, in order to get more out of the brand, I want to encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at ProtectorNation.com. We post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, you'll get blog posts you'll get videos you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that so stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand in order to support us also go to protectornation.com and buy something or join forces with me on patreon you'll scroll down the home page and you'll see the link uh, anything you can give counts you know think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month five bucks a month whatever it is uh, that helps that helps us. Make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. And I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast. Out.